Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 79, the right way and the wrong way to wait for insight. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Changeable. So the title of this episode um, makes me a little nervous. I'm not a fan, but I titled it. I mean, no one made me call it the right way and the wrong way to wait for insight. I don't like right or wrong. And throughout this episode, I'm not going to use those words. We're going to just talk about two different ways that people we wait for insight and they have different consequences. You know, it's not right or wrong. We do what we see to do in the moment and and there are consequences of that. Um, there are kind of these two different paths. They really are not right or wrong. Everyone waits for insight in both of these ways that we'll talk about. Um, but I want people to listen <laughs> to this episode. And so I... I think about that when I think about what to call them. And I just know by knowing how people tend to think that if I called it the right or the wrong way to wait for insight, everyone's going to say, oh, am I doing it right or am I doing it wrong? So I thought more people would listen. So there you go. There's my there's my sneaky trick. And hey, it worked on you. So I don't regret it. So, okay. So let's talk about these two different ways really, really different ways that we tend to do this thing that we might call waiting for insight. Now, that's just a phrase that I hear people say and that maybe we think, right? But it really is just like waiting for insight is like you're not in action in that very moment. Like in some way, you're waiting for some new thought to show up, okay? So the first way, I'm going to talk about the quote unquote right way, but it's not really the right way. It's just the easy way. It's the way that feels great, that can be exciting, that that tends to be helpful for us. So that way of kind of waiting for insight is, is when you're kind of in life and you aren't sure what to do. You aren't sure what your next step is. And so you're hanging out until you see something. Now, really what distinguishes these two ways of waiting for insight, one of the ways, probably the biggest thing that distinguishes them is the way that the waiting feels. So in this first way, the waiting doesn't feel like maybe what we tend to think of when we think of waiting. It's not heavy. It's not like... Oh my gosh, I'm sitting, I'm stuck. I'm sitting in uncertainty or I'm sitting in indecision as if that's a horrible thing. We sit in uncertainty and indecision all the time, but it it doesn't have that feel of I'm stuck, I'm powerless, I'm waiting for something to help me. It tends to just be like I'm hanging out. <laughs> that's how I'd say it. I'm hanging out. I'm I don't know yet. I don't know yet. And being human, I wrote, there's a chapter in that book about I don't know and how kids like, I don't know, is like the most exciting thing in the world that I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, it's so exciting. And then, 
it's like we tend to get to this certain age or or certain identification with all of our thinking where I don't know becomes a bad word. You know, it's like, I don't know. I should know. I need to know. So I don't know goes from exciting and fun to heavy and scary. So in this first way of waiting for insight, I don't know is still at least neutral and at best like super exciting. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I want yet. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting for something to show up, but I'm not waiting in misery. I'm waiting in excitement or curiosity or again, maybe just neutrality. It, it has this sense of like our ego is not leading the way. It has this sense of, wow, life lives me. And I'm waiting to see where she's going to live me next, where she's going to push me or point me next. I have to say personally, like I, this is the biggest thrill for me to live in this sort of waiting for insight kind of way. Because for a really long time, probably like many people, I I thought if I wasn't acting on it, like let's say I had an idea to write a book. If I wasn't working on the book and, you know, working on the book had to look like work, my mind had made up what that should look like and feel like and what the, what the end result should be every day and how much, how many words there should be and all of that without me even knowing that, you know, but it's like my mind definitely had some, some ideas about all of that. If I wasn't working on the book, because I had this idea to write a book, if I wasn't working on it the way my mind said I should be, something was wrong. I was blocked or I was scared or I was being too lazy or, you know, whatever. It just, it didn't look right. And it, again, that's just one example, but but really what that's pointing to is like, there was this bigger sense of not knowing that life lived me, not getting me and my thinking and my ego out of the way and watching what wanted to come through being in awe of, and just, it's just so fun, just being like, being so excited and curious about what wants to show up. There was no room for that because I was the center of my universe and, and I was the one making my life happen for better or worse. And it was a lot of worse. <laughs> I was to blame. And when things went well, I gave myself all the credit, right? But I was in the middle of that so much that I wasn't even like what I'm sharing about this first easy, fun way to wait for insight. It was such, so little a part of my life. And as I began to kind of see, wow, there's there's a lot just going on that I'm not making happen. And in fact, the more I yield to that and look toward it, but I don't think that I'm the one who has to make all the decisions and pull all the strings, the better things tend to get. I mean, that just changed so, so, so much. So now I love, I'll give you some examples to make this more concrete, but I love waiting for insight in this way. And and kind of being like a, a bystander, but not a bystander in a, again, not in a powerless way, not in a stuck way, none of that, but almost just 
like like knowing that oh it's exciting like like knowing that this energy of life is going to is always pouring through all of us and that I have to take some action and and do things but that even that is fueled by something so wise and infinite and it's going to be so fun to see what happens you know it's going to be so fun to see how it turns out rather than oh my gosh this has to turn out the way i think it does it's just the it's a total 180 and it's such a joy so um some of the ways that this happens i was just thinking about um there's some really little subtle ones and then there's some bigger ones so one is like when i plan a trip or an event for example because i'm in the middle of doing this right now so I always have the Little School of Big Change live event um, in Michigan sometime usually in the spring. And recently, last year, I did a European version. I did that in London in the spring. And so um, this year, we've decided to go to Spain. So we're going to um, go to Spain. That's about as much as I know. I have a one-way ticket me and my family, we have one-way tickets to Barcelona at this point, and we don't have a return. And I'm I'm waiting to see how that trip takes shape. Now, I'm not going to go there without a return ticket with my two small kids. Like that, I, I'm not there, <laughs> and it's fine. I don't think it's, it doesn't matter. Some people would, some wouldn't. That's fine. Like I'm, I'm going to have my Airbnbs booked. Like I'm going to have a bit of an itinerary before June. But I, it is so fun and exciting to really just kind of right now let each step sort of just push me a little bit forward when it's ready and time for it to show up. Because in the past, how it would have looked, again, it's like, okay, we're going to Spain. These dates, this is what we're doing. It would have been on my mind in an angsty way until I got it all nailed down and I could look at it and say, I approve. I'm like, yes, these are the right choices, the right places to go, the right amounts of time to spend in each location. I approve. Stamp of approval, good. Then I would let myself breathe. Until then, it would have looked like, oh, I still have to plan the Spain trip. Yeah, that's waiting over there. It's on my to-do list. Or I'm not certain. It would have been that other kind of, I don't know, you know? And Oh my gosh. I mean, it is so fun and exciting to know. And I think this is what's made all the difference in this is I absolutely know that everything is going to just turn out the way it turns out. (laughs) Duh. I mean, everything always turns out the way it turns out. But there's not this like, got to get it right, got to get it done as if I'm the one getting it right or getting it done. There truly is this amazing feeling of, I can't wait to see what we decide to do, as if we're not pulling the strings on it. Now, we are pulling the strings in terms of, like, I'm like we're not going to show up there and wait for some stranger to open their door to us, you know? Like, I'm, I'm booking Airbnbs, I'm paying the money, I'm looking at the calendars with my husband. Like, we're, we're doing it, but we aren't doing it. I hope that makes sense. Like it's done through us. It's being done through us. It's taking our our energy to some degree, although it's not hard. 
It doesn't feel exhausting in any way. It's, but it's taking our effort. It's, it's, it's using our intellect, using our resources. So it's like capitalizing on using what we have available to us as human beings with brains and all of that good stuff. But that is not what's doing it. It's like that Einstein quote about intuition being the gift and the intellect being intuition being the master and intellect being the servant and how we've kind of gotten it wrong, right? Where we treat it as if the intellect is the master and intuition is maybe its faithful servant. But really it's like letting that bigger, Einstein called it intuition, but whatever, like letting that wisdom, that life kind of move through and then letting us with our little brains and muscles and resources and all of that supplement be the servant to what wants to happen. It is so, so fun. So right now it's like, we know when we're going, we have one-way tickets. I'm just kind of casually looking into things and talking with people. I would like to do an event there. I don't know yet how I want that to look. And I've had some thoughts and each time a thought like, ooh, maybe I'll just do a one day, like a full one day. And then I'm not sure, you know, like I, I kind of let that, let that sit there and I am yeah, waiting for insight, but I'm not waiting. Come on insight. I need you. I'm waiting to say, huh, I wonder if that's going to be it. I wonder if June 25th, a full one day event, if that's going to be it. And if it is, or if it isn't, there's a lot, lot more to do, right? Like, I wonder, I wonder what a theme might be. I wonder what a venue might look like. I wonder what size I want. You know, like, I wonder. And I can't wait to see how how it moves forward. Now, in this, again, back to like how the waiting looks and feels, I'm not thinking about it all the time at all. But it's like thoughts will come up and I'll reach out to this person who lives in Barcelona or reach out to that person who said that they would love to come to the next European event or I'll talk over here or Google this thing. And and it just has this feeling of everything is kind of coming together to spit something out in the end that I, I, me with my little mind could not have planned the same thing or definitely not in the same way. So that's kind of one bigger maybe example. Um, the same thing, same things happening right now with with the um, with the U.S. Little School of Big Change Live. So, if, of course, it's on my radar. Typically, by this time each year, I've sent around to save the date. Like I've at least um, know a venue and know a date, and I have kind of. I haven't sent out anything publicly yet, but I've run some dates past Amanda because she's always a part of this event with me. Um, I've looked into some things, but I don't know. For some reason, taking that next step just hasn't felt right yet. And see, my mind will want to know why. <laughs> why? It's the middle of January. You should tell people if something's going to happen in a few months. Um, and then my mind will make up theories. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm sensing that there's too much going on that time of year. Like, there's some other unknowns in our family life and maybe it's 
Maybe it's something wiser that has me not pulling the trigger. No, I don't know. And I will never know, maybe, until I know. (laughs) I don't need to know. It's more a thing of like, you know, again, I'm not making the decisions on this so much as I'm, I'm on standby waiting for the decisions to be made through me. Now, throw me means, again, I'm not saying do nothing. Like I'll have to be the one that calls a venue and puts down a deposit and then tells people about this event and then thinks about a theme and then, you know, like it's going to have to all take shape through me. But I'm really kind of just standing there curious, feeling like I'm sort of this co-creator, like, hey, I don't, let's, let's see what's going to happen. In Kind of a more subtle way, I noticed this as I had the idea to talk about this for this episode. Um, I notice how I do this with little things like like email and like on our our forum, very active forum and the little school of big change. And and so often I'll every morning I open my inbox and see all kinds of emails there. And and what I'll do, and this goes against the advice of every um every like productivity expert I've ever heard from. But I'll I'll often just kind of read a lot and not respond right away. Now, some obviously, like some I can just instantly shoot off a response or read it and know that I don't need to respond. Um, but others, like I, I want to wait and see what I want to say. And that doesn't mean it's on my mind. Now, that's the important thing. It doesn't mean, and I think this is why a productivity expert, I'm kind of making that up, but I know I've heard this before. They would say, no, do it all at once, get it off of your mind, you know, like just do it in one, do the deep work, like get it all done at one time, move on. And that makes perfect sense if you read your emails and then you're thinking about it and thinking about it and it's in the way and you're carrying it with you. That's not how this is. It's like, huh, I don't know in this very moment what I want to say to that. So I'm going to shut the whole thing down and I'm going to move on. And I really do, it feels that way anyway, that I really do move on. And then later on at some point, it's amazing how this happens, but it's like the thing to say just shows up. And often, again, this may not be the best use of my time and energy, but that's fine. Often it's in the, I'm I'm in the middle of something else. Maybe I go down to fill up my coffee or I'm, or I'm writing an email to someone else and, the, and it's like, oh, this is what I need to say over here and I'll shoot over there and say it. And, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's more in the feeling of this. It just feels so cool. It's such a rush to know that life's doing all this. Life's got it. And I'm kind of just the puppet in a way. And I know... I know people don't like to think of themselves as puppets. (laughs) I don't know. I sort of do. Like, it's not like we're victims. It's not like we're um, powerless. Like, like we have the power of the entire universe running through us. It's amazing. So, I don't know. Personally, that's just how I see it at this point. I'm, I'm fine with not having to be the decision maker. I love life being the decision maker in a lot of ways. And then me getting the experience of just sort of playing my role and helping it along and and watching what wants to happen. I had a client um, a while back who 
has five children and she was considering going back to work just like one day a week. But it was a really big decision. She had to obviously make a lot of arrangements to take care of her five children. But but she had a ton of thinking about how this job had gone before when she had it. She was miserable in it before, but she knew a lot had shifted since she'd kind of come across this new paradigm. A lot had shifted in how she'd seen things. And so she saw how her thinking was making her miserable in this job before. And she really suspected that if she went back and did her job one day a week again, it would be a very different experience. But she wasn't sure of that, you know, she she didn't know for sure. And, and so she was kind of in this uncertainty for a while. And it was so fun because we'd talk about it at that time. We were talking maybe every other week. And and she really was a, got to this place. Initially, it was a little angsty, but she really was in this place. And I was too for her. It was so exciting where we were like, wow, I wonder what you're going to do. You know, isn't that cool? I mean, to, to the entire world, it's like, here's a woman that has to make a decision. And it was a time-sensitive decision. She had to renew a professional license and all of this. Here's a woman who has to make a decision. It's a pretty fairly big decision. And we would just sit there and say, oh, I wonder what you'll do. And she'd say, me too. I wonder, I wonder what I'm going to do. How is this going to turn out? And wouldn't you know, it's, uh, and I, I, I mean, I told her that it would likely work out this way, but at one point, like one day, and it was, you know, I don't know, a month, two months into, into her sitting with this, she made a decision and she didn't feel like she made it, but it was just done. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that there was this, this lightning bolt of crystal clear, like clarity that showed up because it wasn't like that for her. It was more... It was more like, huh, I interviewed a babysitter. I kind of liked her. This could work out. You know, it was more, and then it was like, huh, okay, the license is still renewable. This could work out. She's, she watched herself being kind of moved to take those steps. And at the end, it was like, okay, well, I guess I'm trying it. I guess I'm going back to work one day a week and we'll see how this goes. So, so, so different than her sitting around feeling like the burden of, you know, the heaviness of, of all of this decision on her and that she had to make, make all the right moves to make it happen or not, and it was up to her. I mean, that's why we feel stuck. That's why people procrastinate, call them, you know, say that they have this big procrastination issue. You don't have a procrastination issue. You just have a whole lot of thinking that looks really real. And you think that you're in charge of doing whatever is in front of you that needs doing. You think it's on you to make it all happen rather than kind of just taking a little step back and letting letting life do it through you. So that's kind of a good segue into um, into the the wrong way, <laughs> the other way to wait for insight. So as you probably have figured out by now, the other way to wait for insight, again, the, dis- the big distinction is how waiting feels. It's a totally powerless, I don't have what I need, I'm stuck, I'm a victim, I'm waiting for insight to save me. It's a complete separation between us and life. 
So it's us in a way thinking, oh, insight is this thing out there. Insight is this, like life is wise. There's wisdom somewhere. Has nothing to do with me right now because I don't feel it. But there's wisdom and common sense and all of that somewhere out there. And I'm waiting for it to come to me. That feels horrible. That is what keeps people feeling stuck, saying that they're procrastinating, wondering what's wrong with them in indecision, in like just this feeling. It's just such a powerless feeling. So again, the huge, the huge things that distinguish this way from the other way is the way that waiting feels, but also what we see about insight, like you know, how it looks to us. We all insight is is just thinking. I mean, it's just it's just life moving through us. It's just a new a new thought, seeing something in a moment that we didn't see the previous moment. That's it. It's constantly, always your entire life happening. You really can't stop it, but you can get caught up in thinking so that you think that you have no insight. And part of the getting caught up in thinking is around how we think insight should show up or look for us. If you think it's going to be this thing that's going to show up and save you, you know, it's going to take you from feeling stuck to feeling clear and energized, it's not going to be very fun (laughs) to wait for insight in this way. So the best example I have of this is a woman I talked with um, several months ago, and she she had a, a, her habit was that she would binge eat at night. And it was always at night, only at night. It was when she would go to bed and she'd lay in her bed. I might be getting the details wrong, but it, it won't affect the story. So she would go to bed and lay there, maybe sometimes fall asleep, maybe not fall asleep. But at some point at night, she would wake up in her bed and think, I need to go eat a bunch of food right now. And so, so as habits go, that she woke up and that thought showed up and she acted on it a few times. And then she began to believe that she was completely powerless over this little blip of energy called a thought. And so because she started believing that she was powerless over it and this this thought was now a habit and it was an addiction and it was a problem and she had no power and her mind as minds do, went off into why am I doing this and what's wrong with me and why can't I just stop, which made it all a million times harder and worse. She, that's, this is how it felt, right? Like I'm stuck in this habit. And, and so we talked and she went through the little school of big change and she saw some stuff. She saw, you know, what thought, and feeling were that it is energy. She saw she saw things in a in a different way, and a lot of things shifted for her. But for some reason, she she really held to like, yeah, but this is my habit. Like I haven't seen it yet here, and and it's so interesting. That's such a common thing, right? I haven't seen. Oh, I've had all these changes, but I haven't seen it yet here. Really look at that for a minute. Like if you feel like you've seen so much and things in your life have loosened up and shifted a bit, but not in this one place. There's this way in which we we kind of take that to mean, oh, well, this is a bigger problem. 
you know, like this needs a big insight and I haven't had that one yet, whatever that means, you know, like, or our mind is saying, oh, well, my nail biting just fell away. This binge eating in the middle of the night thing has not. So this is different. And so she, she was saying, you know, things all the time, like, oh, I'm just waiting to have an insight around it. And it really struck me. It was like, wow, that, that just sounds so powerless. It really is a totally different kind of waiting than what I was talking about before, how I'm waiting to see where we stay in Spain and where we go. Totally different kind of waiting. It was like, I can't believe I'm still here, but what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do. I'm powerless, hands behind my back. Like I'm just waiting for insight to grace me with its presence. And, and I remember asking her, well, what do you think would happen if you just felt that, that urge to get up and binge eat, but you just didn't, you just don't do it. And it was so fascinating because it's like that she couldn't even really let that in. It was like, oh yeah, I've tried that and no, and I tried to do it once and that didn't work or yeah, I did it that one day, but then the next day I gave in again. Like it, there was no no sense of of her having that, like it was like insight had to save her and she wasn't going to do any of anything around it. And so it was like, what the question that kept coming up for me when I would talk with her is, what if insight is waiting for you? Like you are laying here victimized by thought and feeling saying, Insight has left me. There's nowhere to be found. I just have to wait until this feels easy or until whatever she thought insight was going to feel like when it finally showed up, that she was just going to not have that thought anymore, that it would be super easy to just lay there and feel that urge and not give in. I don't know what her mind made up, but her mind made up something around this. And it was like, well, what if insight is there all the time? What if insight is what has us talking? What if insight is what is, I mean, it's constantly there, but it's not looking and feeling the way that you think it's supposed to look and feel. Maybe it's waiting for you to just lay there and feel the urge. Maybe it's waiting for you to say, okay, tonight when this shows up, I'm not going to do it and I'm just going to see what happens. Maybe it's waiting for you to look at things from another angle or to see, huh, What's my role in this? You know, I don't know. But but the fact that she felt like such a victim until this insight showed up in some particular way and saved her from this was so interesting and just so telling. And so I actually coached this woman in front of a group of coaches that I was mentoring. And it was, it was interesting because we all, well, I had this image kept coming to mind and then I showed it to my coaches and we all like had that same feeling about her. Um, You've seen it in like little memes on Facebook and comic strips and stuff, but there's this one that's a little more recent of this cat, this image of a cat in a carrier with the, the gate thing down and locked, but there's no walls and no ceiling on the carrier. I know it's an old image, somebody holding prison bars, right? But there's no walls around them. And that's just totally how how listening to her and how she was waiting for insight, how it felt to all 10 of us 
in the room when we when we listen to her talk. It's like she's sitting there staring at these bars, staring at this locked door in front of her saying, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. You have to get me out of here. And if she would just turn a tiny fraction to the right or left or lift her head up, she would see so much freedom around that. So that's the way to not wait for insight. And again, it's, you know, you know which one you're doing. If you're waiting for insight, letting life live you, like playing that fun and creative role where you have stuff to do. It's not do nothing. You have stuff to do, but you're letting life show you what that is and kind of move you forward. It is at worst neutral and at best incredibly creative and exciting and fun. And if you're waiting for insight to come save you, you feel stuck and powerless and like you need something that you don't already have. Like you are somehow separated from insight right now or separated just from what you need and want in life. And that is never, ever, ever the case. Now, it is a very human feeling to feel that way, to feel as if we're separate, we don't have what we need. But what if, like what if that is never the case? That woman, she has all the insight she needs, but she has this thought that keeps showing up saying, I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm waiting for insight. I don't know what to do. I can't do it by myself. And that's what she's feeling. That's it. That's it. If that thought goes away, if that thought's not there, she's she can she can see the insight that's been there all along, that's there all the time. But she's staring at that thought. She's staring at those bars. And so that's all she sees. And so really, really different. You'll know. You'll know in an instant which which one you're in. And I think, you know, I think sometimes we do wait for insight in the way that's not so fun and helpful. And we probably all wait for it in the other way. And um, and it's just good to know. It's just good to have kind of a sense of how how you know, that one phrase, I'm waiting for insight, can mean something radically different depending on kind of how we're doing it, how we're seeing things. Thank you so much for listening to Changeful. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>